Hey, everybody. Welcome to Profoundly Pointless. My name is Nick Vinzant. Coming up in this episode, we're going to talk about skin and appliances. I mean, especially for women and especially with social media and constant pictures, I think people are really taking the time to take care of their skin now. And oh, gosh, there's so many. I mean, I've seen people completely, you know, burn their faces and, you know, give themselves second degree burns with chemical peels. A lady, I remember she tried to, she had some uh, hyperpigmentation on her face and instead of trying to treat it, she just got a tattoo gun off of Amazon and tried to color over it. I always tell people if they want to have a really good skincare routine, SPF, face wash, vitamin A and vitamin C, and you are going to be pretty set for life. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us. If you get a chance, like, download, subscribe, share. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. So this episode is one of those where I had no idea that there was so much that went into this. Because not only does our first guest really have some fantastic insight into the best way to care for your skin and some really good beauty tips, but it's also this really interesting look at the strange things that people do because she has these stories that make you just what the hell was that person thinking our first guest is a master esthetician with over 10 years of experience this is Rianne Kelly so what exactly is an esthetician so an esthetician is somebody that works with skin and You know, depending on the state, it can be a whole array of things, but facials, waxing, uh, chemical peels, microneedling, and, you know, you go all the way up to, like, lasers, you know, for hair removal or resurfacing, too. I mean, do most people think about their skin that much? Like, I can't honestly say I ever really do. (laughs) I think guys are becoming more aware of their skin and taking care of it. I have definitely a lot more male clientele than I did, you know when I started out 10 years ago, but I mean, especially for women and especially with social media and constant pictures, I think people are really taking the time to take care of their skin now. And we also have all this information at our fingertips, you know, so people are also becoming more savvy about skincare too. Can you really do something about it or are you kind of, your skin is your skin? No, I mean, there's absolutely things that you can do for your skin. And it may take time and patience, but we can always improve situations. And it's definitely a team effort. I always say, like, treatments are 20% of the process and your home care is 80% of the process. So it's a team effort, but you can really get phenomenal results. And that's one of the reasons that I love my job is because I can really have an impact on somebody's life. Are you fixing a problem necessarily or are you just trying to make somebody look better for lack of a better phrase? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times it is, you know, like a specific problem, wrinkles, acne, hyperpigmentation, which is, you know, brown spots, freckles on the face. And, you know, other times it's just kind of some people just want to get, well, actually, I think most people want to get to a point for women anyways, that they don't have to wear makeup and they feel confident in their skin going outside. What are you generally doing the most? Um, for me, I'm more on the medical side of the spectrum for estheticians. So I do a lot of microneedling, chemical peels, and lasers. I, for somebody that doesn't know anything about it, like all of this sounds like mm-hmm. it would be bad for the skin. Like chemical Mm -hmm. peel and lasers on your face. (laughs) No, I mean, you definitely want to go to somebody who knows what they're doing because in the wrong hands, it definitely can do damage. I always say, like, with chemical peels, we're doing a controlled burn to stimulate collagen production, fix the issue. So there is a fine line, you know, between good and bad. And that's why you definitely want to do your research and go to somebody good. And then it's why I encourage my clients never to try to do these things at home because they can get these things off of Amazon. And that's when you hear about all of these horror stories. What's kind of like the worst horror story you've seen? Oh gosh, there's so many. I mean, I've seen people completely, you know, burn their faces and, you know, give themselves second degree burns with chemical peels that they've gotten off Amazon. Um, 
a, a lady, I remember she tried to, she had some uh, hyperpigmentation on her face. And instead of trying to treat it, she just got a tattoo gun off of Amazon and tried to color over it, flesh color. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, a, like she just tried to tattoo over her own face? Yep. Right, like hearing that, that makes no sense. But what is it about like somebody's skin that makes them desperate enough that they would do something like that? Uh, it can be a lot of things. Um, I think, you know, money and patience are definitely some big factors. Maybe not trusting somebody else to do their skin or being able to find the right fit with somebody. And I, I think also with the technology that we have nowadays, I think people think that they can do it themselves too. Or they're like, I'm going to try this myself first and save some money. When, when we talk about like what most people are doing wrong, what are most people doing mm-hmm. wrong in terms of skincare? It's hard to answer because it, it, it varies from person to person what they're doing wrong. Um, and depending on what their issue and concern is, but you know, just having a basic routine down, probably the number one thing is, you know, people aren't, wearing sunscreen that's the biggest thing and washing their face and having kind of just a basic routine but i always tell people sunscreen is the best thing you can do for your skin if you want to be super minimal 80 to 90 percent of aging is due to the sun do they do they need to use like a certain spf or is pretty much anything enough i always recommend at least an spf of 30 and above and if you can find one with zinc oxide or titanium dioxide, those are two um, physical UV filters. Those are the best ones, and they cover that full UVA, UVB spectrum of protection, which is awesome. What are some of the most popular treatments that an esthetician is doing? I think most estheticians were known for like facials and waxing. Facials are amazing. You not only come out with glowing, clean skin, but you also feel very relaxed at the same time. How did you get into this? I actually started working at a a medical spa in high school um, part-time doing – I started off as a spa assistant and then worked my way up to front desk and went to college for a couple of years. And I just was like, you know, this isn't what I want to do and kind of always had it in the back of my mind because I love beauty and helping people feel better about themselves. So I just left school and went for it. and It was the best decision I've ever made. Is it pretty, is it financially lucrative in and of itself, or do you have to kind of own your own business for it? It can be very financially lucrative, but it takes time. It is definitely not, there is definitely, I always tell people who want advice, I always say, it's going to take some time. You have to hustle. You may not be where you want to be right away, but if you stick with it, it's a really amazing job. You love what you do, and you can be totally you know, financially stable and more so, but you don't necessarily, you know, you don't necessarily have to own your own business to get there. The last place I worked was at a big medical spa and I I was making very good money. So, and able to financially support myself. Why do people like watching pimple popping videos? (laughs) I happen to be one of those sick people. Um, Any esthetician probably loves pimple popping as well. I think there's something about there's a problem and you can actually see yourself getting rid of it. <laughs> That's so you get that you get that you get that visual satisfaction and if you're actually doing the extraction, I mean you can actually feel things like popping out and moving and so it's very like satisfying in that way like oh I got it. <laughs> More satisfying to pop your own pimple or somebody else's pimple? I mean, more satisfying to do somebody else because then it doesn't hurt me at all. <laughs> That's a good. Every time I've been asked to like pop someone else's pimple, like you can crank away on somebody else. Yes, and uh, yeah, and I definitely I get lost in extractions sometimes. I'm like, oh, I was supposed to just do ten minutes of extractions, and that was thirty minutes. Sorry. <laughs> Is there a good technique? Like, what's the best pimple popping technique? 
Definitely. There's definitely a technique to it because you don't want to injure or hurt the skin anymore. So I always tell people if they're going going to do it at home, you know, do it after a shower or um, take a rag and run it under hot water and kind of hold it on the pimple for a couple of minutes just to soften the sebum, um, the oil in the pimple. And then wash your hands, wash the area if you didn't do it right after the shower and wrap your fingers um with some toilet paper, or you can use the ends of like Q-tips and you just want to go on the very sides of the pimple and you want to push down and that way everything is pushed up. And if it doesn't come easily, step back and leave it alone, clean it, come back to it another day. I can't though. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Icing it is really good. You can do that. Icing it um, to help with the inflammation. Ramanuka honey is actually a really good spot treatment too because it's um, anti-inflammatory, it's antibacterial, and it's also a humectant so it doesn't um, – so it hydrates the skin. You have a really good Instagram following. When you first kind of started, <laughs> were, you, were you surprised that so many people were were looking for this? Yes and no. When I started Instagram, it was probably like five years ago. No, more than five years ago. Gosh more like seven. And there weren't a ton of estheticians on Instagram when I started it. And that's kind of why I started it. I wanted to get that education out there for people. Um, and it's definitely, I mean, it's really grown in the last year. And I think now like every esthetician is on Instagram because it's free marketing, whether they're trying to educate or just trying to help build their business. Hardest place to pop a pimple. Hardest place to pop a pimple. Mm, back can be backs can be a little bit stubborn. I feel like you can't, you know, the skin isn't as pliable, so it's a little harder to work with. But um, yeah, it not necessarily is due to the area; it is due to the pimple sometimes too, the type of pimple and if it's ready or not to come out. Oh, that makes. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. What are these things on my nose? They didn't, they, there's no picture. They just put, what are these things on my nose? (laughs) Well, I'm guessing they're probably blackheads or sebaceous filaments. Um, Sebaceous filaments, they kind of look like blackheads, but they're supposed to naturally be in our nose. So yes, you can squeeze them out, but they're always going to come right back. And then blackheads is, you know, uh, sebum and dirt, is in the pore and it gets exposed to oxygen and turns black. And that's why you see those blackheads in the pore. Biggest waste of time treatment or product. I mean, I if would, that's easier. I would say, I would say more of a fluffy, well, in my opinion, something more of a fluffy facial because yes, it's relaxing, but it's not, you know, doing much for your skin. It, I would say if you're going to do a facial, at least do something slightly corrective. When, you know, there's so many products that are out there for people. Are there are there mm-hmm. really things that seem to work better than other Absolute, ones? Absolutely. Um, I always tell people if they want to have a really good skincare routine, SPF, face wash, vitamin A, and vitamin C, and you are going to be pretty set for life. We know that vitamin A or um, retinoids, as they're called, they stimulate collagen production. And they do a whole other lot of things, but collagen production is really what they're known for. And as we age, when we get into our early 20s, we start slowing down in our collagen production. So it's essential to start those really soon, as soon as you can. And it's never too late either. But And then vitamin C is an antioxidant. It helps with free radical damage, which is everywhere, the sun, pollution. We create them in our bodies. But also, without vitamin C, we can't make or store collagen. So they kind of need each other in a sense too. And then, of course, you know, SPF is going to block the sun and washing your face is going to make sure you're getting all that dirt, pollution, and grime off of your face and your leftover products too. So the products you put on afterwards can penetrate well. Is there one product that you would say like, ooh, that's that's the that's the jam. That's what people need. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly I I could not pick one. I mean, if it was that, if I had to pick one product, like I said, SPF is the the most important product. Lotion or something like that. Is there is there one stuff that's better than other ones? Mm, 
It depends. It's it's so hard because there's so many products out there nowadays and they all do different things. So you have moisturizers and lotions that are more for hydrating. Some of them are more anti-aging. Some of them are brightening, you know, and some of them kind of do a mix of all of them. <laughs> are, are they really doing something though or are some of them kind of like a marketing waste thing? Definitely some are a marketing waste thing. You know, moisturizers... I always tell people if they want to invest properly and invest well in products, serums are where people should spend money on because serums, they're smaller molecules, so they're going to penetrate deeper into the skin. And then, of course, it's they're super concentrated too, so you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. Serum is I – don't, I don't – I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> so serums, they're, they're really lightweight – they can go anywhere from, gosh, a super watery consistency to kind of a lotion consistency and anything in between. But some of them, there's a serum for everything. I mean, acne, hyperpigmentation, hydration, you know, moisturizers and lotions, they're good for hydrating the skin and kind of making a barrier, but they're not going to be as corrective as serums would be. Now, do you do Botox or is that, a, is that a medical doctor that has to do that? Yeah, it depends on the state. Um, there are some states where estheticians can inject, but I'm very against that and don't think that should be done. But um, typically it is a nurse or a doctor who's doing Botox or filler. So how, how can people kind of find a, make sure they have somebody that really knows what they're doing? Definitely. Um, checking out, you know, their referrals, get it, checking their Instagram, kind of following them for a while. And of course, word of mouth referrals too. And you, you know, you can always ask people like what their background is. And I encourage that too. And most consultations are free with people. So you can kind of go around and see who's the best fit for you. Here's another listener question. What is the grossest thing you've ever had to do? Oh God. I don't know if that's safe for the podcast. <laughs> well, it's look, it's there's no there's the nothing's off limits. It's not for kids. <laughs> now I'm really curious. Like, what was it? Um, <laughs> I think probably my worst experiences, which I, I don't do this anymore, um, was with waxing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you have to wax, you know, I. I was very good at waxing. I was very fast. I did a good job, but that's always where you kind of usually run into issues and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, just, you know, people not being clean enough or having, you know, accidents like starting their period in the middle of a wax or not wiping well enough and they turn over and you're like, Oh God. (laughs) I almost just threw up. Because I could, I'm imagining yeah, like, yeah, you you feel like that sometimes. Was it a guy who didn't wipe enough or a girl? Girl, really? I could like a guy. Yeah. I could see maybe he thought it was gas and didn't check correctly. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a thing a woman would necessarily you know, do, though. I, I know, but now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I've ever had a man. I've never had a man leave anything back there. Yeah, no. Maybe we're better. Maybe we're better wipers, I Maybe. guess. <laughs> Maybe they're just really paranoid before they come in. They're like, I got to make sure this is good. <laughs> Have you ever had a guy, though, that came in and you're just like, buddy, I can't help you. I'm not I'm not tackling that whole weed field on your back or something like that. No. No, I haven't. No, luckily. So, Dan, did you do now the laser stuff? Does that, mm-hmm. is, when they advertise that? Are they really like it's never coming back? Well, it's a permanent form of hair reduction is what I always tell my clients. So it's a hair reduction. Can you get 100%? Yes, it's possible. And then as far as coming back, the only thing that can bring the hair back is hormones. So for females, that's more of the face area. So I always tell them they'll have to have touch-ups every once in a while because that's kind of women's hormonal area. And then for guys, unfortunately, it's backs. That's their hormonal area. Huh. I've heard, I've heard of women that have, like, after 
after they have a baby, they kind of get a mustache look. Yeah, so obviously in pregnancy, hormones are the issue. So sometimes after somebody has a baby, that could stimulate some hair growth. They come back in, do a couple touch-ups, and then they're good to go again. I've seen some where they almost look like the pigmentation changes, though. Is that common? that's melasma um, or the pregnancy mask. And typically it is associated with pregnancy, but it can happen outside of pregnancy. I see it a lot with young girls who are on birth control and then usually a combination of birth control and sun exposure, and it triggers that um, pregnancy mask. I was I was looking at some of the you know some of your before or after posts. Mm-hmm. Is are people can they be pretty emotional afterwards? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's that's what I, it's just so rewarding to be able to help somebody feel confident in their skin. Just the best feeling. What advice would you give for somebody during the awkward teenage acne years? Definitely, if somebody is having a problem. It can be so hard for teenagers because they're so self-confident about it. Um, Sorry, self-conscious about it. Um, And especially like teenage guys, they really don't ask for help a lot. So usually it's their moms (laughs) bringing them in and just, you know, go to the doctor, go to an esthetician, get the problem fixed now rather than later because I just, it breaks my heart when I have these teenagers come in who have been dealing with it for years and they're so self-conscious and then they have all this scarring, which is permanent and it just really affects their self-esteem. What do you think, what, why is it such a, like leave such a lasting impact on us? Like even in our thirties, I know people that are mm-hmm. still super self-conscious. Yeah. You know, it's, it's our face, it's our skin and it's the first thing that people see and, I think especially now, uh, you know, I grew up kind of when technology was, you know, like I had a cell phone in middle school, but we didn't take selfies. We didn't have all these filters with Snapchat and stuff. And uh, my friend's daughter, who's 15, she's constantly on Snapchat with these filters and it makes you look like you have amazing, flawless skin. And then if that filter comes off, you're like, oh, why doesn't my skin look that good? So... I think there's a lot of judging ourselves on, and especially what we see in the media too. I mean, magazines and television, they're all edited. We're not, so we think people have this amazing skin. I'm like, no, their skin does not look like that in real life. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, does anybody, have you ever seen somebody whose skin actually really looks like that? I mean, people have, can have beautiful skin, but what they're seeing, you know, in magazines and stuff, they <clears throat> they have less wrinkles. They don't have any pores. And it's like, no, if all skin has pores and, you know, so they can have beautiful skin, but I guarantee you it's not going to look like it does, you know, edited by Photoshop. Can you really kind of stop the aging process or are you basically just controlling it? You're controlling it. You know, aging is um, always a constant battle. So you're helping to control it and to slow it down as much as possible. Um, and depending on how aggressive you want to be with treatments, I mean, you can definitely, you know, it's all, it's not about necessarily looking younger. It's about feeling good and looking good for your age. People don't tan anymore. Do they? Do they still do that? They do. Unfortunately, that's just a disaster, right? It is. It is. It's so sad. Um, I'm a big skin cancer advocate. And so the whole month of May, I dedicate my Instagram to skin cancer awareness. And I have to do all of this research and find info to put on it. And I see all of these stories of, you know, men and women, teenagers, 20 year old, 30 year olds dying from skin cancer because, you know, they were tanning and, and or using tanning beds. And it's just heartbreaking. I thought they outlawed them in some places, right? Didn't they? No, um, they're they're banned in Australia, but um, here, most states and in Washington, we. It was actually a woman, a young girl, I should say, in her twenties, thirties. She was she died from melanoma, and her and her parents 
worked really hard to get a bill passed in Washington that you have to be 18 or over to use a tanning bed or have a parent signature. <laughs> what would you think is the most fascinating thing about it? The, the skin is just such a fat, you know, it's our largest organ in our body. And I think we forget about that because it's on the outside. But I mean, it does so many things. I mean, it regulates body, body temperature. It keeps things from coming in and coming out. You know, sweat comes from it. And not only, you know, it's, it's self-repairing. I mean, you get a cut or a, a you know, a wound and your skin's going to try to repair that. I mean, that's pretty amazing. You, not many other organs can do that and repair themselves. And that's kind of where estheticians come in. We do these controlled injuries to stimulate collagen production and try to help heal the skin. Is there really a right way to put on lotion or to dry yourself with a towel? Is that stuff true? No, not, I mean, as long as you're getting the lotion on your skin, I know a lot of times I'll see, you know, make sure you're doing upward movements on the neck. And I'm like, that's no, your skin can't tell which direction you're applying it. <laughs> I saw something once though. We're like, you don't dry your face. You pat your face. Yeah. You you want to pat it. You just don't want to be too aggressive because towels can be kind of abrasive and, you know, cause irritation. And then of course you always want to use a clean towel too, because you don't want to put any bacteria on your face as well. I have a personal opinion that washcloths are disgusting and no one should yeah. use washcloths. Is that true? I kind of feel the same way. I mean, but there there are some really great soft like microfiber washcloths now that are just super soft and not abrasive. And as long as you're using a new one each time, that would be fine. Are guys embarrassed when they come in? Do they try to act like they like, oh my God, Sometimes. I'm not doing that. I mean, sometimes you can tell they're a little bit hesitant, but like I said, you know, the last couple of years, guys have really started to get into skincare. Um, and a lot, I have some followers that are guys and they're so knowledgeable, knowledgeable about it too. So, but sometimes, yeah, they are a little embarrassed, especially a lot of times guys are coming in for like acne related problems. So they're already a little self-conscious to begin with. I used to be a, a, a TV news anchor. Mm -hmm. And I had an agent that recommended like your eyebrows are too pointy. You know to get to get, you have to go get an eyebrow thing. Mm -hmm. It was kind of nice. I'm not gonna lie. It yeah, was, it yeah, was fantastic. And I do a lot of laser hair removal on guys too, and you know they love it. No, and that, then that kind of gets them into the arena too, and starts to get make them think about doing things. Do you have any advice for somebody with splotchy facial hair? In like, in what regard? I can't grow a beard and I just oh. look stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, they do do beard transplants and hair transplants have really come a long way. Um, they look really amazing. I mean, you, you can't even tell anymore. You could also try doing um, PRP injections in the area to see if that stimulates some hair growth. And PRP is when we draw blood from you, we spin it to separate it, and then we take the PRP, which is basically liquid gold. It's just full of like growth factors and all this good stuff. And then um, they can inject it into the areas to help stimulate hair growth. Do it a lot on um, on people who are having you know losing hair on their head. That they can do that for ma male male balding. Wow. Yes, they can do it for balding, but not bald. There's still there still has to be some active, you know, follicles in the area. That is that seems to be the big thing for guys, right? When they lose Definitely. their hair, oh, Definitely. I think I think it's an issue for guys that they don't really. I mean, it definitely affects their self confidence, and I just don't think it's talked about enough, and it's not made normal enough to, you know try and fix the issue so guys just live with it a lot of times and it affects them if, if, if people are kind of interested in booking an appointment with you they want to follow you what should they do mm -hmm. so instagram is probably the best way to get in touch with me um my instagram handle is the dot master dot esthetician with an a in front of it and that has all of my info on there where i'm located i'm opening up um a business as soon as all of this <laughs> COVID stuff is over and it'll be in Bellevue area. And, um, 
you can see all my before and afters and stuff like that, kind of get to know me. And you can also always shoot me an email. And my email is themassdressedetician at gmail.com. I want to thank Rianne so much for joining us. If you want to connect with her, we've linked to her on our social media accounts. We're profoundly pointless on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we've also included information about how to contact her on the RSS feed that's on this podcast. Her Instagram, it's... If you really like pimple-popping videos, that's the place to be, man. That's the place to be. Okay. Now let's go ahead and give John Shaw a call. Hello? Looking back on your life, can you remember a really big pimple that you had to pop? <laughs> well, yes, I do. Describe it. Uh, this one would have been probably upper to middle of right in the middle of my back. Ooh, how'd you even get that? I... I don't know, it had to be 10 years ago. I was living by myself, and I had this gigantic pimple on my back, and obviously I didn't have anyone to help me with it, and I was too embarrassed to ask anyone to help me with it. So I probably spent two or three days trying to figure out, like, how to, you know, how to how to get the whitehead popped. So I ended up settling for, I had my shirt off, and I lived, I lived um, in this condo, so one day, like later on in the evening, I just took my shirt off and started rubbing my back up against the outside, uh, which was like a brick, and that was enough to pop the pimple. Wait a minute. The outside, like outside of the building, you had your shirt off and you were just doing this against the outside of the building? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure uh, it was it was late, so like, you know, nobody was really around, but I'm sure if anyone had driven around uh, or, or had seen me, they just would have thought it was a bear rubbing its fur up against uh, a condo or something. Why didn't you just do it inside your apartment? Be- because the the I tried, like I couldn't the, I couldn't get anything sharp enough or rough enough to like to break it or or, or to pop the whitehead. Oh. Did you try other surfaces? Like what all did you go you went up against the drywall, <laughs> I'm assuming. Then I'm assuming no, you went up against some sort I just want to know. Why can't you just answer the question? I did try, yes. Multiple surfaces, multiple things. Uh, I'm pretty sure I even took a butter knife and tried to get it, and I still couldn't. But you had a roommate at this time. Uh, I did, yes, but I did not. um, Like I said, I I didn't tell anybody. so. So instead, you took your shirt off, went outside in the middle of the night, and rubbed your back up against a brick wall. (laughs) <laughs> yes i guess saying it out loud it sounds really dumb but it's just what i did what if somebody that you were kind of friends with say like on a scale of one to ten they're like a let's say a six level friend came up and asked you like hey can you pop this pimple on my back i'm gonna have to take my shirt off for you to get it would you do it if i had a if, yes if i could wear a glove i would do it yes yeah i would probably want to wear a glove and then i would do it Unless it was like a group of people. I feel like that's a drinking thing, right? If you had a good – you should have had a bunch of people over your friends on a Friday night and just been like, hey, guys, we got to take care of this before we go out. And it would have been done. <laughs> I, I think I know a couple of, of my friends at the time that probably would have done it. You are correct, yes. Okay, so what other surfaces did you try? Like you tried the drywall on the side of the your, your apartment, right? Did you try a shower glass door? Uh, no, I, I didn't have access to one of those at the time. I tried, uh, so yeah, so the drywall of the wall, obviously. I tried the, um, the partition in the kitchen, like the, the sharp edge. Yeah, yeah. I, tr- I, I tried the, uh, sink counter, like the, whatever that's made of. Uh, that didn't work. I tried my car door. Uh, um, that didn't work. I tried the remote. Obviously, that's not going to work. Um, but was were the surfaces too smooth, or you couldn't get the necessary pinching action? Probably a combination of both. I also didn't really think like so. It was hurting. Ooh, this and is the worst. So, but I'm still, you know, looking back on it now, and I thought then that probably just wasn't ready to pop. Probably didn't have a white head, but I couldn't see it to really determine that. Like I had to look in, you know, I had to look in like a double mirror to see my back. So. 
I've had a really bad back one. Thankfully, I think I was either engaged, possibly married at the time. But I remember it was one of those that you could hear it. And like, that little, you're like, oh, that's a big one. When they hurt, when they physically hurt, that's how you know you got a really bad one. Look, I like your ingenuity. Uh, maybe try to make more friends. <laughs> I thank you. I, I will definitely try. I will. I want to add one thing to this. If no one's done this, you need to do it. And it's uh, to remove your blackheads, like from your nose and your and your 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 face and wherever else you want to do it. But you apply like nose strips. Ten minutes. Take them off, and the results are incredible. And you're not going to believe the crap that's in your body. So basically, your big tip that was a secret is just to buy nose strips. <laughs> don't don't downplay it. Have you done it? Look, if you ever have dirty hands, I want to give you a big tip. You're going to want to try to use soap. See, see, th- see. This is the, and you water. Don't, you don't have water to be is a key. Douchebag. Well, have do- you ever done it? I- have a better tip. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't have, have your... you ever done it? Have no, because no, because I have a strip to remove blackheads. My skin has been described as porcelain-like. I'm sure it has. It, it, I only said it because it, it goes along with the satisfaction of, of finally popping a pimple. It is, is when you peel off the nose strip and all these blackheads go along with it. Well, that's fine. We can talk about the satisfaction aspect of it, but don't play it up like you're Bob Vila and you've got this huge home-building tip that only you know. Hey, I don't know if you know this, but Bob Vila sucks. Is he still alive? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Hold on. That's... He's one of those people that you're like, he might have been dead for years. <laughs> that's also very true. That's also a reference that people younger than us won't get at all. Like, oh, thanks, Bob <laughs> Vila. Oh, he's still alive. Oh, he looks great. I'm sure he does. Lives in Miami. I same house. That guy's probably done more coke than anything. No, I want to ask you a question. Which sport is in worse shape right now, NASCAR or Major League Baseball? Baseball. Okay. I don't think it's even a debate. Baseball has been a dying sport for the last ten years. Um, let's give some shout-outs. And for God's sakes, people, buy a damn T-shirt. Um. Which you can get at profoundlypointless.com. dot <laughs> um, Like you had to try to remember. <laughs> which you can. Uh, all right, okay. let's, let's give some shout outs so Nick doesn't talk for the next forty five seconds. Um, let's see. We'll start off with Chris Stewart, uh, Tony Gonzalez, not the football player, I assume. Uh, Robert Johnson, Christine, JJ Stoner. <laughs> I assume that's that's a, the real a real name. Uh, Leroy White, Daniel Hobby. Adam Trischuk, Tim Knowles, and Sabrina Scarlato. Appreciate everyone. Check us out. Instagram, Facebook, Profoundly Pointless. Uh, lots of good stuff on there. Every so, single one of those people could have been a fake name. <laughs> I mean. Right? I, I, you know, maybe. I don't know. I mean, Leroy White. <laughs> I, go, I guess. Not re, re, uh, reading it, maybe, but I don't think so. Okay. Uh, J.J. Stoner and uh, Sabrina Scarlato are about the only ones I would think maybe aren't uh, real names. But anyways, all right, uh, let's see. Uh, would you rather eat, and I assume you hate both of these candies because I think the majority of the world does, uh, Laffy Taffy or Tootsie Rolls? No, oh, Tootsie Rolls. I like eat Tootsie Rolls all the time, actually. I bought a bag last week. They're fantastic. You get the little mini bag. That's just a little pipe. Of, that's just a little. What the fuck are you doing over there? Is that your ringtone? Uh, that that may be my my work phone ringtone, which I did not put on silence because I'm a I'm an asshole. I'm that guy. Oh, you got two phones. You just did that on purpose so everybody can think. Oh, John's working, so we got two phones and a landline. <laughs> You got three phones in your house right now. You got your cell phone, you got your work phone, and you have a landline. God, you're still upset about the landline. It's ridiculous. There's no reason to have it. You're wasting your fucking money with a landline. Get over it. Did you answer? That's that's at least $11 that you're wasting a month, which is about $130 plus a year. For how many years? You probably wasted a thousand dollars on that landline that no one besides scammers and telemarketers has called in the last entire time you've owned it. You're basically paying money so that people can scam you. 
Listen, do you want? I, I we can have my wife on here next week, and she can explain. I don't care whether we have a, a landline or not, and I understand spending money, but it's not my decision. My wife wants one, so we have one. I understand that. No, Tootsie Rolls are great, man. I don't have any problem with Tootsie Rolls. It's a nice little pop of sweetness in your day. It's cheap, relatively low calorie, and it gets you through those those hard times. All right. Um, I don't like either, so there's that. Um, uh, would you, if you had to pick something, uh, profession, a construction worker in the middle of summer, say in Phoenix, or a sewer worker in New York City? Oh, I think I'd... Okay, so for me, I don't know. Even without a sense of smell, I would st- I would probably go construction worker in Phoenix, right? I mean, that'd be pretty brutal, but I used to live in Phoenix, and the hottest I think I it was ever when I was living there was like 120, 121 maybe, which is really fucking hot. Like, there's 100 hot, there's 110 hot, and then there's high one-teens hot, and that's a whole new world. But I would I'd take the construction worker. How about you? I'd probably go into the sewers, to be honest. Okay. I'm a I'm a bigger guy. I don't think standing out in a hundred and like you just said, hundred degree plus weather would uh, would do very well. Or I would just be that union worker that just sits there and watches everybody else and gets them water. But regardless, um, this one's not really a uh, you know. An A or B question, but I was just wondering uh, if live sports, assuming they do come back and they have fans, uh, would, like what's your timeline? Would you go this year if you could? Would you go next year? Will you will you go again until there's a vaccine? Probably until some sort of scientist or some sort of doctor said it was probably safe. Like I'm not going to listen to what any kind of political types have to say about it. I'm certainly not going to listen to what any of the sports people have to say about it. Because they're not fucking unbiased whatsoever. But I recently, we were going to go fly somewhere, and we canceled a flight just out of concerns over it. Like, I would probably wait till next year, honestly. But I would never go to, I'd never really go to sporting events actually to the game. I mean, I'll go to the tailgate. That's a great time. But why would I waste my money to go into the game when I can be at a bar and see it for free? I <laughs> I, I don't disagree with you for, uh, for most things um, on that. If it's a big enough sporting event or whatever, I, I want to be there. But definitely being at a bar or, or with friends or tailgating is a lot better, uh, unless it's you, of course, and then you just troll Tom Brady. But it, that's that's here or there. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. Plus, you have a family, right? So like, it's harder to travel. I mean, uh, you know. What do you mean? I have a family, right? You don't know. I no, I, I haven't traveled with my kids yet, so I haven't. I've never traveled with my children. Oh yeah, it's so, pretty. It's not fun. Yeah, I. I see them like here, uh, you know, at home. I can't imagine trying to corral them at an airport or on a plane. Well, the problem is, is that you'll always get one. I almost fought a guy on a plane the last time I flew with my son when he wasn't like of an age where they can actually control themselves. Because there's a certain age where there's, there's nothing you can fucking do. They're going to cry and there's nothing you can do. You can't reason with them. You can't do anything. And there's always a couple of people that are going to look at you like, oh, you're a terrible parent. But there's nothing you can do. Yeah, my uh, my almost two year old will just sit in the middle of our living room and just start crying for no reason, and not she, you know, nothing helps her. So I usually just kick her over and just let her there to cry. So that's a, probably the best parenting technique. Um, do you have anything else? Are you done? Let's do it. I, I, I I'm curious. This top five is interesting, simple, but interesting to me. So let's do that. I think it could be hotly debated. I really do. The more I started looking at all the different options you could potentially put pick, you can make a strong case for a lot of these different things. So our top five is top five's home appliances. What's your number one? Or number five, rather. <laughs> Just jump into number one. Uh, my number five is the dishwasher. I feel like if you're going to put dishwasher on the list, it should be a little bit lower on the list. Why would you go with number five with the dishwasher? Well, I... I think there's the big three, I'll call them, which we'll get to. And then everything else kind of falls after that. Uh, But anyone I've, you know, anyone who has had to wash dishes by hand for several, several years and then you, you know, upgrade, so to speak, to a dishwasher, you never want to go back. Yeah, you really can't go back. That's the difficult part. Like, it's not that big of a deal as long as you don't have to go back. To be honest, I don't even want to, like, have to pre wash the dishes to put them in the dishwasher. That's how much of a snob I am now. I just want to put them in, have it washed, and put them away. 
Oh, I don't pre-wash it at all unless there's some like serious thickness from a pan. Otherwise, the, let's see this thing work, man. Do your damn job. <laughs> That's right. Do your damn job. I, I like that. Um, what's your number five? Vacuum cleaner. Okay, so that's my number four. And to save myself from, from you know, getting made fun of by you, I had to make sure that it was indeed, I assumed it was an appliance, but I had to look it up just to, just to make sure it was classified okay. as a home appliance. Did you say home appliance or home appliance? <laughs> home appliance. Home appliance. <laughs> I don't want none of these I mean, homo appliances in my Florida house. I, I understand how you could get that, but that is not <laughs> what I said. I don't want these homo appliances in my house in Florida. <laughs> my number four is uh, air conditioner. Okay, I I left that. I left any anything like that off my list. That's actually on my uh, honorable mention. An I, air conditioner. I don't see how you'd leave it off of your list. I really don't. I mean, air conditioner is basically essential. Uh, well. I mean, I look at it this way. I If I didn't have air, it would be miserable, but I don't think I could, like, you know, I think I could live without it if I had to. Like, But I would rather have a dishwasher over having air most times, if that makes any sense. I mean, it does, if you think like that, which most people don't. What's your number three, then? Uh, so I combine them, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, I put a washer and dryer. I think that's way too high, man. I think that's a bad okay. call. I don't think you realize how hard it is to wash fucking clothes and drive into a laundromat. That sounds awful. I think that's way too high on your list. Looking at it now, I I could have swapped it out with two, but I'll get to, I'll get to my number two in a second. Okay, What's my your three. My number three is a dishwasher. It's just the annoyance of it. Because I like to eat at the end of the day and then be done with it. Like I don't want to do other stuff, and I don't want to wake up in the morning and have to do stuff. So a dishwasher to me is essential. For sure. Uh, my number two, which I'm starting, I, I think this is my, I'm starting to wonder why I put this so high, but I put a stove as my number two. I thought about putting a stove, but stove didn't even make my list because I think you can get around it with so many other ways. Right. And, you know, I, I might use it three or four times a week, maybe less. So I probably should have put it lower, but I'm sticking with it at my number two. My number two is a refrigerator. Okay, so that's my number one is the fridge. Yeah, that's a surprise. <laughs> I mean, like you just said, with the stove, I think there's other ways that you could make it work without having a fridge. But the convenience of a fridge, obviously, it's just it's it's the best. So my number one is then laundry. Like, washer and dryer, it's the same damn thing. Don't put number... My number one is laundry machine. My number two is the dryer. Actually, I wouldn't even put dryer on the list. You don't need the dryer as much. It really would be specifically the washing machine, the laundry machine. But I, I think you can... I think you could get by without a refrigerator. I really think you could if you had to. But a laundry just is fucking awful. Uh, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. I'm... I'm starting to wonder if I should have put them higher, but I'll stick by my list. I'm 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 fine with it. They're on my top five. So what's on your honorable mention? Uh, so like I said, the air conditioner. Um, I also put a coffee maker. I bet that's pretty uh, high on a lot of people. That should be that could be that could crack top five on a lot of people's lists. I bet. Um, and then I have uh, I have the microwave. You know, just an honorable mention. And then I was gonna I was gonna put. Um, and I didn't know this, but I guess things like alarm clocks and stuff like that are not considered home appliances. So Yeah, no shit. <laughs> okay. I will guarantee you that half the people listening to this did not know that. I would – I'm shocked you even brought that up. Why would an alarm clock be considered an appliance? Because it, 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 prov it, it provides something, right? Like an appliance is something that – does the job or, or or does something in replace of you having to do it. Oh, so like a fork? <laughs> What's on your honorable mention? Is a fork an appliance? You're, you're a douche. How about you know a computer? That? Is a computer an appliance? You know I got you a fork, though. You got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Just internal jaw. God damn it. <laughs> I love how you know me so well that like you know like, like, just the right but buttons to push. 
would okay, what would have made you matter in that instance? If I would have gone with spoon or if I would have gone with knife? Because I really thought that fork would annoy you the most. I mean, either or like was annoying. It's what would have pushed me over the top is if you did that stupid voice you do. Where you're like, boo, 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 boo. Oh, like a spatula? Yeah, see, I fucking hate that. <laughs> what are you, seven? Uh, I got, look, I think toaster oven is very underrated. I'm not, I wouldn't say it's an essential, but if I had a choice between getting an oven, a microwave, and a toaster oven, I would actually go toaster oven. Okay. I mean, that's, I, I don't have one, so I can't really speak to how great they are. You need to get one. Blender is on my honorable mention. I don't use it, but I consider that to be an appliance. Also, television apparently is considered an appliance, and I would have put that on the list maybe five years ago, but now, I mean, you just watch through your phone or your computer. You don't really need a TV anymore. Yeah, porn, you can get porn anywhere. It's fine. Have you ever actually watched porn on a TV? (laughs) I mean, pre-2010, maybe. Not anymore. Were you going Skinamax, or were you going, like, VHS tape? You know, if I could find a VHS, sure, but it's usually, you know, you had to go for the soft stuff on the cable TV channels. Hmm. That's what we need to have. <laughs> we need to have, like, a softcore porn actress on. Like, what's it <laughs> like mean, to get slightly naked? Uh, I mean, I think, you're, I think we're going to have to start live streaming for that, live interviews. Oh, uh, what about an iron? I feel like an iron is up there. Not for your... What are you doing in the background? You have never ironed your clothes. I have, actually. I have, because I've had to take flights for job interviews where I've had to use an iron. It's probably only been like three or four times that I've done it. Well, I got got nothing. You got got me. Okay, fair enough. All right. um, You know what? Why don't This episode is going to come out on Wednesday. Can you cut a wrestling promo real quick, just encouraging people to have a safe weekend? July 4th weekend, we have the ultimate virus enemy, the COVID-19. Here's what I want you to do. Wear your mask. Be safe. But before that, get really drunk or really high. Tweet us, Instagram us photos right before you pass out. And oh yeah, brother, make sure you buy a damn t-shirt. You've been going too macho man heavy lately. I mean, I, it, it's really like the only, I mean, I, I could do my own voice, but that's annoying as hell. No one wants to hear that. I agree. Let's stop it. Okay, that's going to go ahead and do it for this episode of Profoundly Pointless. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us. If you get a chance, like, download, subscribe, share. Love hearing the comments. But if any, if anybody's going to go ahead and put a blender... In your top five? I mean, that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous choice. Not as ridiculous as thinking an an alarm clock counts. Not as ridiculous as thinking an alarm clock is an appliance. But still, love to hear what you guys think is in the top five. Also love to hear what you guys think is the worst appliance. 